Good for everyone in the house of the Lord. In two more years, it'll be 70 years since Israel became a nation. In two more years, I am a believer of the prophets. I'm not predicting dates because God says you don't know the day nor the hour when he's coming and that's not my hang-up my hang-up is the seasons the thing that are written is for us and the things that are not written is not for us and Jesus gave us the seasons and everything is ready for the church to leave earth I don't care if you're getting ready or think you're ready God told me he's not going to postpone the marriage because you're not in it. It's still going to happen whether I'm in it or you're not in it. And when I searched the Bible, it came at about a midnight session. At midnight, they left Egypt and went to marriage God at Mount Sinai. Hello. The Shulamite woman in Songs of Solomon at midnight, Solomon showed up. She fell asleep wouldn't get up he took off and left her there it was midnight that Boaz had Ruth come and lay at his feet it was midnight Paul and Silas prayed and the Holy Ghost fell it was midnight when Eutychus was sleeping and Paul preached till midnight and he broke his neck and Paul went down and lay hands on him and he was a spiritual paramedic. He rose up and he survived. It was midnight. Amen. When Saul lost a piece of his garment. And I can keep on going. We are in the midnight hour. And I told you this morning, you're going to be hated of all nations for the name of Jesus. You mark my word. Because what I'm going to teach tonight and preach, if you preach and teach that to your friends in the workplace or any religious group, they're going to call you a spiritual bigot. But don't forget they called Jesus Beelzebub. Don't forget they called him <laughs> a deceiver. Some even dare call Jesus a devil. Only because he says, I am the, the way. And there is no other way. Acts chapter 19. To be great, you got to start small. To prosper, you got to start poor. That you may recognize the changes in your life. And tonight I feel like blind Bartimaeus backing off the old coat of blindness. And I'm seeing as clear as could be. Anybody who hang around this church, you just can't miss the rapture. Because I'm not going to let you sleep. I'm going to bother you 
bother you till you get sick and tired or tired of being sick. And get on board. Get on board. Get on board. There's a man that was watching his sound drown, and the story said the father jumped in there to save his son, and the son tried to hinder him from saving him, and he punched him in the face, knocked him out, and hit him in the chest. The boy just fell backwards. He says, sorry, son, but I love you so much. I had to hit you. And he brought him back to shore. And the son lived. He said, son, this love why I hit you. I love you so much. I did not want you to drown. If I let you, you'd try to drown me too. So I had to knock you out. So I could take you out. Tonight, this church, let me tell you where you are in time. You are in chapter 4 of Revelation. Let nobody deceive you. You're not in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, and so on. You're not there. If you read it, you're just reading history. You're not even in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You're not there. You're not even in the book of Acts. You're not there. You're not even in the epistles. So help me God, you are right now in chapter 4 of Revelation. That's where you are. And you have one foot on earth and one foot in heaven. You're about to make a split. Amen. And religion is in chapter 13 of Revelation. And Israel is in chapter 6, moving on to chapter 11 and chapter 12. And the world economy is in chapter 17 and 18. And the Middle East is in chapter 9. And the devils are in chapter 6. But church, we're working our way to chapter 19. Let me show you. You are a bride in waiting. You're a virgin. You're about to become a wife. You're about to marry to Jesus. And I believe anybody in this church that don't have the Holy Ghost, tonight is your night. And if you don't get it, it's not God's fault, it's not my fault. Remember, your fault. Because you just have a revelation of what you need. But you cannot be in the rapture or the catching away without the Holy Ghost. And beyond the shadow of a doubt, I'm going to give you proof that you need the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you tonight, all roads does not lead to heaven. But deception says it does. 
and the plot and the plan is to graft you into a lie. And you need to know what truth is. Because we may not always be together, but by yourself, wherever you are. Like Job, you got to stand for what you believe. Unlike Shadrach, Mishkan, and Abednego, you have to decide not to bow. And like Daniel, I'm going to still pray. Amen. Amen. Say amen. Let's take our Bibles. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. And he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there was any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John, Baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Remember now, I'm reading, I'm not giving you my opinion. And when Paul had laid his hands, and them, the all 12 of them, notice here, the Holy Ghost came on them. The Holy Ghost. This is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And I suppose they preached to Paul. And all the men were about 12. If you're a man tonight, the Holy Ghost is for you. John the 12. And my question to you tonight is, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believe? Lord, thank you right now. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the plan. Thank you for the truth. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. A metaphor I want to bring to your attention before I forget. And this is very carnal. When I was in physics class, trying to teach us the power of magnetism, our instructor would take a big old magnet and get a big old thing of filings of different kind of materials. Brass, silver, you name it, and lead, and iron whore, and scatter it out. And then he would take this magnet that has nothing on it, and he would pass it right over. Right over it. And materials start jumping from the base. And went like this. Click. And they click. And they click. And they click. And all that was left behind the magnet was not interested in them. 
They did not have the values and the properties for magnetic orientation. And because they couldn't align themselves to the magnet, they were left as rejects. And only what the magnet picked up was qualified to be taken away. That's exactly what's going to happen in days to come. Not everybody in this city and every church is going to lose gravity. There are some people, one of these days, at home, on their job, wherever they are, because they have the proper orientation, they are going to lose the pull of gravity and rise and attach themselves to the magnetic force that attracts them. On that day, all the professors will be left behind and just the possessors will be caught up to meet the Lord. And as we sit this night, anybody and everybody can claim, I've got it, I don't need to, and nothing is going to happen. But I go to Walmart and I shop sometime and I took the cart and I walk around every aisle and nobody stopped me. I walked all around the aisles, pick things up, put things down, throw in my cart. But on my way out, there's a, a magnetic detector and there's somebody checking me out. Church is like Walmart. Smuggler's board. Go chop around, do what you feel like. But you cannot leave the entrance unless you pay the price. You are not going to be able to leave. They're going to lock you up. The alarm going to go off. And Jesus says, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter. Every time we go to the United States or overseas, we have to be checked out in a big lineup. They check my passport. I can join the line. Nothing happened. But when I come to that guy seat at the desk, checkout starts. The guy behind me don't qualify me or disqualify me. The guy beside me don't tell me if I'm okay or not okay. It's not his place to tell me that. But there's one official man with a little flashlight and a magnifying glass. Got a big old badge and a gun on his side. And he says, hand me your credentials. And he just looked at me and looked at it and go through it and looking for stuff. And he decided if go or no go. And I thought to myself, if a worldly condition can be so stringent and so strict that they vet me before I go through, then I thought to myself, why do people think they can bulldoze their way and bluff their way to heaven? It's not going to work. You're not going on that airplane 
if those men don't stomp, good to go. And even when you think you're good to go, they're still screening you on your way in. Checking you for contraband. Even x-raying you. What makes you think you can take anything through the checkout counter with Jesus Christ? When he said, I stand at the door. I wish to God somebody in this building tonight would get serious. This is different from passing an exam for, for, for graduation. This is to go to heaven. The Bible says, let your calling and election soar. Now, what did Paul notice to make him ask these people, have you received the Holy Ghost? Now, there are two ways to get this question. It could mean since the time that you believe, that's one way, or since you say you're a believer. It's a twofold question. Pick one, which one are you going to pick? Paul is a diplomat. He noticed something is missing. But not wanting to tell them, he wanted to examine themselves. Rather than him telling them that they don't have it. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Or from the day you said you believe, or since you're a believer. Now, Paul must know what he's looking for. We take money with us, and we don't take a bunch of $1 bills or loons in our pocket. We take a $20 bill or a $50 bill, and that girl lifts up to the light and go like this, you know? I have no idea what she's looking for. Amen. But she knows what to look for. And if she don't see what should be there, she's going to hand it back to you or call the police. And when you come and stand before Almighty God, because there's a great white throne judgment, there's a beam of seat. Chapter 5, Revelation says there's a seat. In fact, you wouldn't get that far. You wouldn't get, wouldn't get that far. Amen. Because the last judgment this church is going to have, the last judgment going to have is separation. When God separate the sheep from the goat and the tares from the wheat. Amen. And God separate us in this building, not me and going to, he's going to do it. And say, so you're not coming, you're coming. Like the virgin, you're coming and you're locking out. He's going to do separating based on credentials, based on orientation, based on meeting the requirements. Hello. And if it's a counterfeit, they're going to call the police. If it's good, they'll cash it. Hello. Now, Paul noticed something is missing. Most people, when you try to witness to them, they say, well, give me your opinion. Most time when I witness, people want my opinion. I don't have one. I have scripture. Search the scripture. The law the prophet and the Psalms. 
if they don't testify about Jesus, it's counterfeit. Now, some of you don't care what kind of Bible you get, what kind of things you get, but I do care. I do care what kind of $5 bill they give me. I do care what kind of clothes I buy. <laughs> Men in China don't mean they're going to last long. After a few days, but next few months, it's gone. What did Paul see and notice that was missing? What is it? Or what does the RCMP see that made him stop you? What did he pick up? Well, why did you stop me? He saw something you didn't see. He got trained eye to pick up what you don't see. Violations. And Paul said, have you received the Holy Ghost? Now, here's the irony. These guys say they are John the Baptist followers. It's the same as saying, I'm the follower of Jesus. Does anybody know what John the Baptist preached? Read the book of Mark. He prepared the way of the Lord, and he said very, very clearly, when Jesus come, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Then just a minute, how can we say you're John the Baptist disciples? And that's what John's message was. That's all he ever preached. You can't find nothing else John preached. John only preached two things. Here's the lamb. And he's going to baptize the Holy Ghost on fire. There's no other message John preached. And they said, we're following John. But they don't have what John promised. Somebody changed the message. But maintain the credentials. Somebody tamper with the content. And gave you just a shell. But never gave you the content. And they're walking around. We're John the Sabbath. That's not the only one. Even Apollos was doing the same thing. Apollo walking around. Eloquent. I mean, he could talk scripture. He could rattle them off. He could go from Matthew. I mean, not from Matthew, but from Genesis to Malachi. He could tell all of them. But says he was eloquent. But still lacking. You might think you know your Bible inside out, but you're dead wrong. You don't have a revelation of what's going on. And Paul said, what is missing? He said, have you received the Holy Ghost then? They said, we haven't heard it. At least you're honest. We never heard there's any Holy Ghost. What? They said, now, unto what then were you baptized? Now, a lot of folks get so angry at me and you when you question their baptism. A real, genuine, saved Pentecostal will always ask you about your birth experience. Charismatics, Catholics, and the rest will never ask you that. Only the true church will question your birth. You know why? Because they're not in this easy believism nonsense. And the Holy Ghost who knows you, tell that witnessing person, this person is not ready. This person is not right. 
This person is not going to make it. This person needs some help and guidance. Because the Holy Ghost is guiding us to help people not to be led astray. And so Paul says, how we, so he questioned their birth of the spirit. Then he questioned their birth of the water. We have a right to do the same. So I pray to Jesus. Because, honey, that baby ain't coming home if it's not born. I don't think you heard me. That baby is not coming home if it's not born. If it's dead, it's going back to the grave. And mothers, I don't know of any baby that was ever born without a sound. When your baby was in your tummy, there's a big old stopper in his right here, blocking him from swallowing water. And he live off your oxygen. But for his birth, water and blood had to come first. And then he comes. He said the water breaks. And then the head start pushing out. And blood and water. That's why Jesus came with blood and water. To signify the birth of a new believer. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they agree. I don't know if you folks know this. Blood is not red. Scientifically, it's translucent. Same color as water. Why is it red, Pastor? Because they cut through your red corpuscles. It breaks up corpuscles. It come out. You get colored, discolored. But your blood is not red. Do you know that? Same as water. They look alike, but the same thing. Their nutrients, their food, their life support. And when that baby is born, babies... Every one of us today got a slap. Unless you cry naturally. And if that baby don't cry, a friend, they hit it harder. That's cruel. No, it's not. If that baby does not make a sound, you have a still birth. It's dead. And it's not coming home. So is everyone that's born of the what? And the spirit. John chapter 3 verse 3 to 5 Jesus told a man that you've got to have the birth of the water and the spirit. Well you can say well the water broke and it came out okay. That's not all. It will still die. If that baby don't make a sound and fill that lung right up with what? The air. The air. And you can say, my baby's alive. It's, ah! Thou hearest the sound. You cannot interpret the sound that that baby is making. 
but no sound is without significance. Any animal on earth that makes a sound and you don't understand what it means, it has interpretation. For the intended listener, it has meaning. Even bugs, even mosquitoes, you can hear them zinging. They all make a sound. And when you're born again of the kingdom of God, there is a sound. And that sound is a sign your baby is alive. And that baby's going to take on the name of the father. Not the name of the mom, the name of the father. Hello? I want to bring that baby home. But if that baby don't make a sound, that baby is not coming home. Bring me my chart, please, from my office there, please. Now, folks, Paul noticed these men were not talking in tongues. And you can't fool God if you're bilingual and multilingual and come at this altar and speak one of those learned language. You will never fool a genuine Christian. Because our spirit will not bear witness to that lying tongue that you're exhibiting. This Italian girl came to our church, and, and she was dating somebody in our church, and she's trying to force her way through to act like she was saved. And the pastor's wife says, knock it off. Didn't even know she was Italian. So that's not of God. Why do you do it? She says, oh, when I'm, when I'm upset, I speak in Italian. Liar. She got found out. She was trying to fake it. There is counterfeit speaking in tongues. And only the person with a genuine know what to look for. It's not easily Deceive. Because there is another Jesus out there. There is another spirit. You don't believe me? 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm telling you it's out there. Another Jesus. Another spirit. Hello? As a counterfeit. The Lord called it the chaff. It comes so close to the seed. That you got to whip it. To know the difference. You know how you know the difference? Teach holiness. Teach separation. And pretty soon all the horns comes out. <laughs> Teach righteous living. And pretty soon you find out who is genuine and who is not. Let me just break this down here. Now, I can preach and talk to you about a bunch of stuff here. But I want to show you. I want to illustrate to you. I hope you can position yourself so you can, how many can see that? If you can't see, reposition yourself. Because I, I, I want you to know the spirit of truth is in this building. And the spirit of truth want to be in you 
and God doesn't want to leave you in a life living comfort. Let's turn that thing off, please. And the spirit of truth is going to come in his name. Amen? And if you don't have that spirit, you will not rise in the resurrection. Trust me, believer, you will not rise. And all you're doing is lying to yourself. I have the Holy Ghost after several days of seeking. But I had to be honest with myself, not with the pastor, but with God, that I had not received the Holy Ghost. And I searched and sought and sought after him until God broke through and gave me the baptism based on biblical credentials. That if Apostle Paul had come by, he would have said, you have got the Holy Ghost. Because he can't deny a biblical experience. Now, listen to me, folks. I want you to put it on the board Isaiah 28 and verse 11 and 12. What are the signs that Paul was looking for? What's the sign? I used to pray, God, I hear these radio preachers and all the other pastors on the radio and all that people talking. They sound genuine, and most time, they sound 99.99% right until they come to tell you how to be saved. And if you listen honestly to what the guy just told you, and if you're honest in your heart, tape it. Go to your Bible and search for what he says. It's not there. The devil, I told this morning, don't care what you preach, just don't mention the name. Satan quote scriptures to Jesus. Do you hear me? And he'll quote it to you too. Doesn't mean he believes it. But he's twisting the truth to carry you a little further into lies. What does the Bible say? Which stammering lips and other tongue will I speak to what? Who? His people. To whom he said, this is the what? The rest, where it may cause the reader to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you are receiving that promise fulfilled. That's the promise. Joel 2.20, it said the same thing in a different way. It shall come to pass in the last day, saith God. Huh? Upon my, my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall what? Prophesy. Dream dreams that we all do. And that vision that we all have. But you know what prophesy mean? We're going to show what this means. This here is promised to us. But when I read St. John, 700 years later, chapter 7, 38 and 39, listen to me now. Jesus came and reiterated the promise along with John the Baptist. But the Holy Ghost, that's what I'm preaching about tonight, the Holy Ghost, not baptism in water, 
but the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Ghost was not yet a reality because Jesus was not yet crucified or glorified. Hello? Because the Holy Ghost was not yet given. That's not my opinion. That is the Bible. He was not yet given. Is that right? But he said, if you hunger and thirst, come unto me, and you get living waters. He's calling it living waters. That's a story all by itself. Out of your belly shall flow rivers. Now the word, when you hear somebody talking in tongues, it's coming from way down here. And it's coming up. But it was not yet given. Are you with me? Now look at John 20 and verse 20 and 22. After three days and three nights, in the grave, Jesus came from the dead. Appearing to the apostles, they don't have the Holy Ghost either. He just said, I'm with you and shall be. I shall be in you, but I'm not yet in you. When he came from the dead, look what he did. He breathed on them. You know why he did that? He's trying to tell you, I'm the one in Genesis 1, 26 that breathed unto Adam. The breath of life. And he became a what? A living soul. Every Christian who have the Holy Ghost, you are a quickening spirit. Let me tell you what's happening to you. When you feel the Holy Ghost doing that, you know what you're doing? You're trying to escape the gravity of your body. You're trying to be absent from your body. To be present with the Lord. But your flesh is holding you back. Because it's not time yet. That's why we quicken. If you don't move, you're dead. Dead men don't move. The word quicken means shake. Shook. You know why you dance? You want to dance out of your skin. First Corinthians 15, describe it. How you're going to take off this mortal and put on immortality. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, it will never happen. Now, look at this, folks. He says here, receive you the Holy Ghost. Did they receive it? Absolutely not. I'm going to prove it to you. Acts 1.8. Go there. Here's the distance between that session and receiving the Holy Ghost. Acts 1.8. Tarry Jerusalem until you be endued with what? Power. What's the Holy Ghost? Resurrection. Power. If you're not quick in the spirit and you're not talking in tongues, you are dead. And the trumpet blow right now, you would not rise. This pastor is telling you the truth. Let the rest lie to you. Go ahead if you want to lie, but you're in the wrong church because I'm telling you, you will not rise. 
if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, if it dwell in you, then you can rise. I'm not making this up. Paul realized these men did not have the goods. They profess but lack the power thereof. And power means the Holy Ghost. Oh, it's nice to go to church. It's nice to worship with us. When push comes to shove, friend, and you have no oil in your lamp, you're not coming in. You got your vessels all right. And you're a nice living people. That's good. Virgin means nice, good living. But you don't have oil. And oil means the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost is symbolized by oil. You know, I know that. When the oil was poured upon the head of David, it said the Spirit came upon him. When the Spirit of God came upon King Saul, he became another man. Had a brand new heart. When God converts you, you get a new heart and a new spirit. And I'll put my spirit within you and write my laws upon the tablets of your heart. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, the Ten Commandments is not in your heart. Right. So by the time God writes it, he said, Pastor, that's blunt. It better be blunt because hell is pretty hot. And heaven is a long way off. Hallelujah. A new spirit will I give you. Hallelujah. And a new heart. The 37th chapter of Ezekiel said that. And I write my laws. Now, look at this, folks. Go and tarry in the upper room until you be in deal with power from an high. Do not go and try to work for me without the Holy Ghost. He said, the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of truth, which the world seeth not, but you seeth him, he's with you and shall be in you. It's expedient, God said, that I go away. For if I go not away, he cannot come because he's right here with you. But I want to be in you. <laughs> Christ in you, the Cluster 127, Christ in you, Christ means Jesus, in you the hope of glory. Well, how do I know I got the Holy Ghost? You wouldn't know you got the Holy Ghost if God didn't give you a, a sign to look for. Hello? And the Bible says, on the day of Pentecost, before that happened, Jesus said, before he went away, in Mark 16, 8, 17. Go there. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Well, pastor, do I have the Holy Ghost? What are you talking to us? No, you don't have the Holy Ghost. Well, are you talking to us? Yes. Do you believe Jesus Christ is Lord? No. Then you're not saved. You're the wrong spirit. Because no man can say Jesus Christ is Lord except by the Holy Ghost. That's why Trinitarians are not saved. Because they cannot say that Jesus Christ is the Father. They can't say they, they, they will never say it. They call him the eternal son. There is no eternal son in the Bible. 
It is begotten son. This day. Not yesterday. Today. I begotten thee. And the spirit of the believer is called the spirit of his son. Where I cry, Abba. Who am I calling Abba? The, the son. Father. But you spirited me, crying out to him, saying, Abba, Father. So do you have the sign? Do you have the credential? Look at this, folks. And these signs, those were signs. Not sign. Signs. So for them that believe. Have you got these signs since you believe? In my name they shall cast out devils. One of the credentials. In my name they shall speak with new tongues. And that's where I want to stop for you right now. And this goes on. Signs mean many, more than one. Then, But which of those are the first one for me to know. Church, if I get the Holy Ghost, how would I know if God doesn't give me something to look forward to? How could I identify that I've just received Jesus Christ in my heart? Just by about, well, conceptually, I think I have received the Holy Ghost. What's my proof? The charismatic world has a pseudo-lying faith. You just received Christ as a personal Savior. That's a lie. When Christ come in, there is a sign. There is a sound. There is an evidence. Biblically. And two or three weaknesses. Otherwise, you ain't got nothing. I'm telling you, folks. I'm not lying to you. Because if I lie to you, I'm going to hell too. <laughs> We're both going to fall in the ditch. It's you to recognize you don't have the Spirit of God. Hello. They shall speak with new tongues. Up to this time, nobody talking tongues. From the Tower of Babel to this point, nobody ever talking tongues. Never happened. And I prove it to you. John said to Jesus, I have need to be baptized with the baptism that you baptize with. Have you noticed nobody baptized John? I mean, notice that. But John baptized Jesus to fulfill all righteousness. John didn't baptize for sins, but to give knowledge of salvation through remission of sins through that name. And Jesus said, I'm going to submit to it. And the Pharisees reject the counsel of God, not being baptized with the baptism of repentance. Now, folks, look at the image today. John says, I need to get the baptism that I know you come to baptize people with. And Jesus said, oh, no, it's not given to them. They desire look into it. And so what happened here, the birth Signs are told in John chapter 3, verse 2 to 5. Stay with me, folks. Stay with me now. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. That's not it. I know the difference. St. John chapter 3. 
Rabbi, we know that a teacher come from God. No man can do these miracles except that God be with them. He's trying to flatter Jesus. The Lord didn't fall for it. Next verse. Jesus has said unto him, Very I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Everybody use that term. Every church I know use that term. Every church. But they don't know what it means. And they lie to people. But they're born again. And they die in their sins. Next verse. How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter his mother's womb the second time? He said, no, 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 no. Come on. Verse 5. This, uh, except a man be born no, 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 of the water and the spirit, one alone cannot do it. That baby may be pushed out of that mother's womb, but if it don't make that sound, it's still. Or if you try to make sound in the belly, you're going to drown. The process Jesus used in the natural birth to teach a spiritual lesson. He cannot enter. Church, underline that. I can't enter. You can't enter. The Pope can't enter. Nobody can. Except they're born again. So we're going to find what that means. And that's what Paul was challenging these people with. You are not born again. You think you are. Read on, please. Verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. There is while the spirit is spirit. Now, next verse says, listen up, folks. Marvel not that said he must be born again. Tell us more, Jesus. Listen to this. Ah, here come the signs. How many have ever seen the wind? You cannot see the wind. But you can feel it. And hear the sound. In other words, this young man can sit right here and get the Holy Ghost right beside her. Jesus Christ left heaven, his throne, entered this young man's heart, quickened him, and she don't feel nothing. All she do is hear him making noise and quaking. From whence came the term Quakers. You guys didn't know that? Because they were moving but dead people don't move in those dead churches nobody move because they're all dead why do they dance in the spirit it's biblical to dance in the spirit Psalms say they dance in the spirit Dead men don't dance except Vincent Price might. All these weird movies. Thank God you folks are so pure in mind to know that is. Liars. Stay with me. Everyone that's born of the Spirit make a sound. Go to Egypt, they make a sound. Go to Africa, they make a sound. Go to Jamaica, they make a sound. Go to Israel, they make a sound. It's a sound everywhere because birth is the same everywhere regardless of your race or your culture. 
birth is the same everywhere. And when you're born again, the water of the Spirit, it's one Lord, one faith, one baptism by one Spirit. Or we all baptize into one body. And we're all buried in, in one, name. one name. He said, Pastor, why am I so excited? Because I'm not dead. I'm not giving a speech. I'm preaching. Why do you have to shout? Because I'm, I'm anointed. I'm not dull. That old sissified voice can't even, hey, hello, boys, got Get off it. John was a man, a he-man, crying in the wilderness. How do you cry in the wilderness? How do you make a sound? Roar like a lion. God said, lift up your voice like a trumpet and sound the alarm. I'm going to tell you, my friend, if you got the Holy Ghost, you're energized. You're motivated. You're moved by the Spirit. So is everyone. He said, you hear the sound and you can't tell where it's coming from. As you know the scripture. So is everyone that's born. That's why we look at you when we're praying for you and we're listening. We baptize you. We bring you up. We baptize you by a full immersion. I'll sprinkle in the name of Jesus Christ. That's born of the water. We bring you up and hoping for the birth of the Spirit. And we're listening. And we're laying hands on you. To see if you're going to talk in tongues. Not as I tell you what to say. Like, see my tie. Now you don't see my tie. Tomato, tomato. That's not it. That's garbage. That's garbage. They speak as the Holy Ghost. You don't tell a baby what octave to cry in. Do you? <laughs> or what tone? There are churches that does that. They're liars. They're false. They're deceivers. Now you can say what you want about me. I don't care what you say. People are going to hell believing a lie. And somebody got to wave them down and say it's a lie. It's counterfeit. It's deception. Because they can't come back. They can't come back. They'll love me after they let me die lost. Love me while I'm alive. Shake me up. The father punched his son and knocked him out. Not because he hated him, but he wanted to save his life. He was bent on killing himself, so he paying and sock him one. Let's praise the Lord. So is everyone that's born of the Spirit. Everybody makes a sound. Go on somewhere. Verse 9. Nicodemus answered, how can this thing be? Jesus said, what did you say? Because Nicodemus have never seen anybody talk in tongues. It has never happened before. You know, if you don't need the Holy Ghost, when church is over, you can go home. But those who are hungry for it will tarry all night. 
until the evidence come. He shall seek me and find me in the day you search for me with all of your heart. Nobody got the Holy Ghost by accident. The Holy Ghost is given to them that obeys him. Them that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Just like you hunt for a job, you hunt for Jesus. I search for him. I knew not what I searched for. I longed for him. I knew not what I longed for until I found him. I knew I longed no more. I found the Lord. When everybody is playing around, you can't play around because I'm hungry. I'm hungry for God. I need him. You've got the hogus, but I haven't. I gotta keep go pray. I used to lay on the floor and scream, cry, bawl my heart out. But still smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and nothing happened. I'll never forget the day when I got so desperate. Desperate people do desperate things. When you're a desperate friend, you'll climb a sycamore tree. You'll tear the roof off. When you see your state and realize you're going to hell, you're lost, friend. You'll tear up heaven and earth to get to him. You'll crawl if you have to. But because you're blind to your situation, it doesn't stir you. A dead person don't care what you kick them or do with them. Because they're dead. But honey, when you come alive, my friend, you can't do that with them. It's a Peter. When thou art converted. You, you know Peter got converted? In the upper room. Conversion means change from one state to another. It says, how can these things be? You see, you don't know these things? Verse 11, please. Look at this, folks. Stay with me, church. Stay with me. Very I say to you, we speak, we know, testify. And it goes on. Verse 12. Go on some more, please. If I told you earthly thing, and you don't believe it. How will you believe heaven the thing? And the list goes on. Now, church, here is Jesus in the prophets of old prophesying it's coming. Isaiah 20, 11 and 12. And give you the signs and the symbols. Jesus Christ came and provoked us. And said, if you thirst come, I'll give it to you. But he couldn't give it. He told the woman, he's going to give her what? The water. And he couldn't do it. He knew he couldn't do it. But he also knew she couldn't accept, receive it either. So he was safe. He said, give it to me. He said, bring your husband. He said, I don't have it. He said, you're right. Because the Holy Ghost is given to people who repent. You can't live in sin and get the Holy Ghost. It will tear you up. You don't put new wine Holy Ghost in old bottles. You can't live in adultery and fornication at the Holy Ghost. It will destroy you. New vessel. New one. That's why our church is unattractive to a lot of people. Because if any man is in Christ, he's a brand new creation. The whole life is gone. Not because we're better than somebody else, but the law of grace to change. Paul knew these guys didn't have it. 
There was a sign missing. And so Jesus promised it. He gave the sign what to look for so you know what you're getting. I was teaching in Spruce Grove. 20 or so young people who invited me to do what I was doing for a long time. We started preaching the book of Acts like they asked me to. I started describing the Holy Ghost, how I got him. And they believed until they brought their parents. I started telling them how I got the Holy Ghost and how I quit smoking and all that garbage I used to do and quit living wrong. And the kids were hungry for the Holy Ghost. The mom and dad said, well, when we receive Christ, well, I got the gift of music. Once they got the gift of love. I got the gift of gardening. I got the gift of cooking. And have all these gifts. But I didn't do all that. That was just for the apostles to preach to the people. And the young folks said, hey, me, say more. Say more. And friend, I thought they were going to beat me up. Because I was teaching contrary to what they were saying. But they never one time advanced one scripture. They were teaching actually a Billy Graham message. Come on down here, accept Christ as your personal Savior. Say after me the sinner's prayer. Lord Jesus, I know you died for me. Blah, 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 blah. Da, 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 da. And now I accept you as my personal Savior and I'm saved. Come home tomorrow and I'll give you a book to be a better Christian. Da, 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 da. It's a comfort to a fool. I'm not being disrespectful. Millions are lost. Believing that mess that's not in the Bible. That's another gospel that Paul talked about in 2 Corinthians. That's another Jesus. And then some said, oh, you, all the one received the whole camp here. You know what you say? Como esta? Como esta? Muy bien, gracias. Bongo, bongo, fungo. Zuka, zuka. Hot dog, hot dog. <coughs> I interpretation. Do you want a McDonald's? <laughs> but people are buying into it and dying and go to hell and try to enter and cannot go in. Now, church, let me hurry on here. It's promised. It's not yet given. The sign again is given, the promises of the sign, and the evidence showed up. Acts 2 and verse 4. This is the only church in Mount Murray that will give you biblical credentials. The rest is gab. Because they dig on the scripture, they can't prove what they're saying. They can't prove Trinity in the Bible. It's not even there. When you got the Holy Ghost, you call Jesus Father. Right. When you don't have it, you call him the second person of the Trinity. Because right. the Holy Ghost made you cry to Jesus, Abba. What? He said, you be my sons and daughters. Amen. Hey, my heart cries for you. You know why? You're in this church. You want to believe a lie? It's out there, not here. Because this pastor's not going to hell. 
I cancel my reservation. <laughs> I cancel it. I don't like my room hot. I like it cool. Come on, say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Acts chapter 2 and verse 4. This started in Jerusalem, not Rome. Not North America. Not Minnesota. Not where Billy come from. Not where Martin Luther came from. Or Swindley. Or Oregon. Or Origin. Or Justin Martin. All those nonsense. You don't need to know their names anyway. Anything more than the apostles and prophets are liars. Tell pastor, he said, they are nothing but forgers of lies. You have no right believing anybody outside of the 12. And by the 12, I mean Apostle Paul make the 12 up. Anything else is suspect. I don't care how many degrees he's got plus minus 48 degrees Celsius. Forget it. Don't come quoting them to me with some catechism or some creeds. Get me the scripture. Search the scripture. John 5, 30, 39. Search it. And do what it says. Beloved, hear me tonight. Acts 2, 4. In reference to Acts 1, 8. What happened there? They began to speak with tongues. Let me show you what happened, folks. We charismatic teach. And Peter stood up. And look at the other you know, 11. And said, now boys. Say to me. Zuka, 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 mumba, mumba, chumbo. Idi, 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 mini, 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 catch everybody's toe. By interpretation, you just got the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you, friend, for the first time, men and women in the same room, 320 people didn't stay there. 120 stayed faithfully and praying. For how many days? Ten long days. How long do you pray for the Holy Ghost? They prayed ten days to get the Holy Ghost. How long have you been praying? Five minutes? And God already given the reference of the signs to expect. While they were praying, a rusty mighty wind like he told. Now, folks, please. These weirdos will say to you, look, when you got a hole, did you hear a wind? Did the building shook? Huh? Were they cloven tongues? Did you see fire? Or I didn't say there was fire. I said, like as a fire. I was in the city when interpretive center was open and Mike Supple's wife was in charge. And she invited me to come as one of the pastors in town to come and solemnize what you know, the opening interpretive center. Church, it was a big fanfare. Music and thing were playing on. I want to ask you, when they open tomorrow, will there be music? Will there be drums? No. The, the inauguration night is what? When God came on Mount Sinai the first time, what happened? Thunder, lightning, every night, every week, one time, only, what city was there? 
once, then they march on. He wanted to fulfill what he told Nicodemus. And the apostles knew what he said. And they bore witness. And they were all filled with oaths, and they spake in tongues. Now, church, I want to show, I want 12 people come here, please. Come, come, guys, very quickly. I'm doing this for somebody. Somebody needs to be helped by God. I'm trying to help you, folks. I know it's late, but stay with me. 12 of you, come on, come on, 12 of you, 12 of you come up here. I invite you, ladies, but you're too far away. I'm going to bring you up here. Now, folks, these 12 humble people are praying. They're praying. Each of them mind their own business. Do you count 12 here? What, who's missing? All right, we got 13 now. My Lord. I want 12. I just want 12 men. Now, guys, these 12 men are praying, along with some ladies and other people. Right? They just saw Jesus went up in the, into heaven. And they're praying. And all of a sudden, folks, these guys start acting like a bunch of drunkards. And they start talking in tongues. Every one of them are talking in tongues. Now, church, they're in a building. They're not in the marketplace. They don't have an audience like we have right here. Guys, look around. There's no audience. Everybody's involved in prayer. And they're all praying. And then the Holy Ghost came down as a rushing, mighty wind. It sat upon each of them, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and they all individually talking in tongues. They were not in a conversation. They were not in a missionary work. They were not talking to anybody. They were talking to God. As the Spirit gave utterance. Now, church, the charismatic says, and the lying world out there, tell you that, they were talking in tongues so they can preach to these people that was out there. No. You people are the Jews that came to worship God. And you heard these mad Pentecostals carrying on like a bunch of drunkards, nine o'clock in the morning, amen, as if they're drunken with wine, and they rush upstairs to see what's going on, and the building starts filling up, and they ignoring the people coming in and kept on talking to God. Nobody interpreting anything. But it just so happened. Look at this now. Jews from the ten tribes around the world came to worship at Pentecost after the Passover. They came in there from countries whose language they speak. And God want these exiles to know he fulfill Joel prophecy. And so they, I hear you talk a language I understand. She heard a language he speaks. And they understand separate languages. But there weren't 120 languages. Amen? And, and, and they said, what's going on? These are Galileans. They didn't go to language class or go to Harvard. These are ignorant people. How come they can talk these languages so well? And, but you know what? I understand you. But I couldn't understand him. And I couldn't understand him, 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 him. That's not my native tongue. Right? And you weren't saying to me, let's have coffee. Let's go have uh, kosher food. But you heard me. 
I heard you praying the Psalms, the wonderful works of God. You're praying the wonderful works of God. And so we can't say it's madness because you're talking in a language that makes sense. And we say, what is going on? Then Peter says, stop it! Sit down. Everybody sat down except at 11. They stood with Peter. And Peter says, we are not drunk like you suppose, ladies and gentlemen. But this that you're looking at, is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel? And even David and Isaiah talk about it. We are now receiving the promise that God made to Abraham. We are receiving the gift of God's promise that the promise of Abraham may come upon us. And you killed Jesus, the prince of life. And now we receive his spirit. Repent, every one of you, and be baptized in Jesus' name. Thank you, gentlemen. I hope you all got the Holy Ghost. Hello? It's all right. So, Paul knew they didn't have Isaiah prophecy fulfilled, John prophecy fulfilled. They didn't have Mark 16, 17, John 3, 2 to 5. He knows the evidence was missing, and he asked him in Acts 19, what is happening to you boys here? Why don't you have the evidence of speaking in tongues? They said, we've never heard that we even need it. When I came to McMurray and started preaching and giving the tracts in the name of Jesus Christ, every church get upset. Even the one downtown, when we built our church, they said, if they can build there, we can build ours. So they went and getting the debt for a church. They fired the first preacher. They were in debt. But we built ours debt free. One German preacher responded to my article in the paper and said, that's right. Baptism was done in the name of Jesus Christ for our of sin, but, but, be careful of those cigarette butts, friend. They're the worst kind of smoking you can ever do. They have stronger nicotine. Please don't go and try and prove it. Take my word for it. It's true. Acts 19, 1 and 6, Paul is talking to these men from Turkey. Ephesus. Muslims have no excuse not to know this. Because this happened in Turkey before the Muslim was even on the scenery. Huh? This is within the year 100 AD. Islam came 600 years later after Christ. Huh? Acts 2 was only what? Three, three and a half years since Christ's ministry. I'm telling the truth. There was no Nicene Council or Council of Chancion. There was no Pope. Do you hear me? Then in Caesarea, in Europe, an Italian. Acts chapter 10. Go there, please. 4 to 4. I'm coming to a close, folks. I'm trying to show you by illustration that the Holy Ghost, you got to have the Holy Ghost. Don't think I'm talking too late tonight. We went home last night at 11 o'clock, and I see them playing hockey still over there in the coal arena. I saw them playing still hockey while you think it was late at church. 
I thought to, I said to my wife, we're not heroic. Those guys are hero for their games. Acts 10. Now, I'm naming, I'm naming religion because you got to know the truth. Because they're lying to you. I said they're lying to you. Nobody was baptized in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's a lying practice. Nobody got the Holy Ghost by saying, I received Christ as my personal Savior. It's not Bible. It's a bona fide lie. And if you don't believe me, go check it out for yourself. Get on the phone and call them all and ask them how to be saved. And not one will tell you the apostles' doctrine. Not one will tell you that. Not even one. Acts 10, 44 to 48. What it says there? While Peter spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard the word. Listen to this now, folks. Come on, next verse. And the Jews which were circumcised, which believed, were astonished. Why were they astonished, folks? Why were they shocked that Gentiles are behaving this way? As many as came with Peter, because on the Gentiles was poured out the Holy The what? How did they know it so? Verse 46 tell you. For they heard them speak with tongues. No, I'm not telling you to go pray for tongues when you're praying for the Holy Ghost. I said you pray for the Holy Ghost and the signs will follow. One guy look at my wife and I in my early stage say, you will always be alone preaching to yourself, preaching to that doctrine. I said, bless God, I'm in a good company. I'm like Noah. I'm like Brother Noah. He preached for the 20 years. I haven't lived that long either. I don't feel bad. Can any man forbid water? That they should be baptized, which receive the Holy Ghost as well as, what does we mean? Acts 2.4. Acts 2.4. They heard him speak with tongues. You know, just above that, it says, Apollos, Aquila, and Priscilla met him and saw him the way more perfectly. You are blessed to be in this church. You don't even know it, but I'm telling you, you are fortunate to find this church because this church got the real message that will show you the way in the Bible. It's the word of God, and God's word is exalted above his name. This is not man-made, it's Bible. Now, folks, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every belief be confirmed. Acts 2, 4. Acts 10, 44 to 48. Acts 91 to 6. Any preacher, any apostle, any prophet, any religion that tell you any different, they're lying from the pits of hell. This is the apostle's doctrine. Not oneness or two-less. This is Jesus' doctrine. So the evidence in Acts 8, 6, 15, and 16, look at this. I'm racing on to a finish here, folks. Am I doing all right? Yes, sir. I think so, too. I think so, too. You young people, I saw this morning. I hope to God you get this in the, in the, in the voice. Because you're going to have to deal with the Antichrist. The age has come where he's going to be released on you. And we got kids today 
who don't even know what gender they should be. And they're going to have a Ten Commandments where the Fifth and the Seventh Commandment and the Ninth and Tenth Commandments changed to allow that to be okay. You better know your Bible. Like Timothy, from a child, he knew the Scripture. Now, folks, listen to me now. Acts 8, 15 and 16. When they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost, for it was falling upon none of them. I want to ask you a question. And Simon saw. Now he was baptized in Jesus' name. He's not smart. He's not stupid. <coughs> Only they were baptized in the name of Jesus. When you meet somebody who says, I, I don't believe that church is right, ask them, why are we a cult? Because we're not homosexuals? Because we're not gays? Because we're not lesbians? Because the women don't practice adultery and fornication? Because we don't take drugs? We don't drink? We don't get drunk? We're not sodomites? Is that why we're a cult? Then why do you call us a cult? Why? What do we do that makes us a cult? Who do we steal from? No, you tell me. We're in a generation that's calling good bad. And calling bad good. But I'm telling the church, uh, in the last days, saith God, I'll pour my spirit of an all flesh. And the truth will set you free. If this is a cult, I love it. Give me more of it. Now, tongues, friend. Simon saw them talk in tongues when they lay hands on the disciples and said, I want to buy that. You can't buy the Holy Ghost. I can't give it to you. I can't forgive your sins. I don't want you to confess to me. I'm not God. There's only one God. There's Jesus Christ. And only he can give the Holy Ghost. Only he can give it to you. When you pray in his name, he pour the Spirit upon you. Come on, in closing here. Now, what about tongues? Tongues cease. The Bible didn't say that. It said, whether there be tongue, it shall cease. And whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. But when that which is perfect, meaning Jesus, come, that will pass away. In other words, nobody in heaven talk in tongues. Once you die, you stop talking in tongues. Once I die, I cease to be a pastor. Once you die, you stop running the aisles. Come on, beloved. Am I lying? Absent from your body, present, doing what? Wearing a crown of righteousness, a wedding gown. Hello? Sitting on a throne? Now, tongues, little tongues. First Corinthians, I want to show you guys something here. Give, give me a marker, please. I need a marker, please. I need a marker. Let me show you what these false prophet pastors don't teach their people. And they don't teach it because they don't even know it themselves. How can the blind need the blind if they're in the right place? They can't. Bring those markers, please. Give me a good one that will work. My God, I want to show you something here. All these people who are talking to you and giving you a hard time. Hello? Just check them out and see if they know this. 
See if they can show you this. I promise you, they have not a clue. When they see that, they have not a clue. Hello? They don't even read the Old Testament. But it's called the Law, the Prophet, right? And the Psalms. Hello? These are the promises over here. This is the fulfillment right here. Hello? And then he got right here the four Gospels. That's Jesus' part. Anybody tell you Jesus done it all is lying. Jesus says, you take up the cross and you follow me. I am not going to do it for you. He will not repent for you. Huh? He will not be the minister of sin. He said, you take up your cross and you follow me and obey me. So what he did right here, he made provision for my sins that I don't have to do the tabernacle plan, 7 and 16 laws. Hello? I don't need a goat and a bull right here. This cross did it all right here. That's his part. Your part is to believe on him as the scripture says. Now, right here, you got Acts. Acts. Acts is like this. Acts of the epistles. And here's Revelation. Mark it down. But all this is the book of Acts. The ending of the book of Acts is the book of Revelation. That's the closure. Everybody who gets saved gets saved in the first 28 chapter of the book of Acts. And everything you see in the epistles is to Christians only. Only already saved. That lying devil scripture, they tell you about the Roman road. It's not a truthful word. Book of Romans were written to Christians, not sinners. Telling them, looking back at the cross. And said, by grace are we saved through faith without having to do this. Now, you're under the law of Grace and don't make Christ a disgrace. Here, these charismatic live any way they want to. Jesus done it all. If you catch it in the bar, you're still saved. You're fornicating, you're still saved. You're adultery, you're still saved. You effeminate, you're still saved. Doesn't matter what you do, you're still saved. You're trying to secure it's a lie. You can lose your salvation. Bible says you can. These epistles, friend, is telling me in this church how to maintain our salvation. And when Paul wrote 1 Corinthians, tell the Christians about tongues, he's telling them, look. He's saying to them, forgive me, folks, I've been long. I know I'm long-winded here, but I'm being frank with you. He said, tongue that you're talking in they already were born again. Acts 18 is where they came in the church. The church in Corinth started in Acts 18. The seventh church of Asia. You can find the book of Acts. 
Huh? Nobody gets saved in the book of Revelation except Jews. Our salvation is now or never. God picking out us for the Gentile for his name. And after a while, I'm going to close the door and go back to Israel. Now, folks, look at this in closing here. Tongues at new birth, the evidence, Acts 2.4. Then Paul is writing to the Romans. Read the first few verses. Called to be what? Saints. When I came to church, you think I could live the life of the epistles? Without the Holy Ghost? Absolutely not. All they'll do is make me a hypocrite. Hello? I have to deal with the sin question in the book of Acts. And then I go on to perfection. How do I know that? Hebrews chapter 6 tells you that. Huh? They're not right to divide the word of God. He says, oh, oh, you know, the Philippian Janer, Paul told him, uh, he says, well, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and they said, Thou art Satan. Didn't say that. Thou shalt. But what does believing mean? He that believeth and is, he baptized that same night. Hello? And Paul would not leave him without the Holy Ghost. So, tongues, when I first got saved, I spoke in tongues. Now that I'm saved, amen. I may never have devotional tongues. Some people pray in tongues more than others. Devotional tongues mean I sing in tongues and I pray in tongues. But my understanding is unfruitful because my spirit that prayeth. And the Bible said, then there are gifts of tongues. A safe person, you know, a little girl. Sister, Mishka's daughter, stand up, girl, stand up. Your daughter. Sister Kisanisha, let your daughter have everything you have as a woman, but not yet matured. But she in her. And when nature's ready, it releases it. So it's been born again. When you're born again, once are you baptized in the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12. By once, you're baptized, we're all baptized in one spirit. When God needs an apostle, he goes to the baptized believer. Need a prophet, he goes to us. Need a deacon, he goes to us. One spirit. The Holy Ghost is not more powerful than the preacher than the bench warmer. No. You're all priests unto God. You're all kings unto God. I didn't make you that. God made you that. And now, church, I need this to be saved. And I need this to live, uh, right here to develop an experience with God in praying in tongues and singing in tongues, 1 Corinthians 14, 4 and 15. Paul is writing about that in 1 Corinthians 14 to Christians, not sinners. Knowledge hasn't vanished away yet, except you're dead. The gifts of the Spirit. In this church, many people don't prophesy in tongues or interpret tongues. It used to happen. Sometimes it happens. It doesn't happen. Does it mean we're backslidden? No. Just means some of you guys aren't spiritual enough to let God use you. You're just immature. 
And then some use it to, this, to their own destruction and misuse it. And Paul gave us the laws and the rules that govern that. Hello? But there's no law governing me being born in this Holy Ghost. No. God says, how often I can speak in tongues when I'm giving tongues interpretation, but there's no law right here. Stay with me, folks. Hello? So I said, well, we don't talk in tongues. I got the gift of music. and I Get off it. You haven't even born yet. I only give gifts to people in my family who was born in the family. And so, in closing, teach no other, no other spirit, no other doctrine, no other God. Otherwise, you're going to end up with false Christ, false apostles, false salvation. You know what I mean, so Frank? We're in the last days. We're counting down to 2018. For me, this generation shall not pass, Jesus says, until all be fulfilled. I have no idea what he's going to do in those days. But I know one thing. It's 70 years since Israel became a nation. And it's a sign. A sign. So when you see this happen, it's a sign. And I'm telling you, beloved, we are the generation that's seen the fulfillment of the end. Look at this. Know this from my heart. Don't let any preacher, any apostle, any TV program, or any religious group come and deceive you. Number one, there's no other foundation that anybody can lay. It's already laid. The faith is once delivered in Jerusalem, Caesarea, and Ephesus. You can't lay one in Rome or Mecca or Canada. It's already laid. I can't lay one in Murray. I can only build on what's already here. So I'm doing. And you have a right to check me out. That's your, that's your prerogative. It's your soul. Look it up. But when you say I'm wrong, better bring your Bible with you. And make sure it's the right Bible. Hello? Number one, Apostle's Doctrine. We must believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Number two, we must believe that repentance and remission of sins come through his name. Number three, we must be water baptized after repentance in water for remission of sins in the name of Jesus Christ, not for forgiveness of sins, but for remission of sins. I want to show you why I'm saying that. You need to know this. Hallelujah. Back here, before Christ came, everybody had forgiveness of sins. Nobody had remission of sins. Remission of sins came only after Jesus Christ came. And his blood and water make it possible. Otherwise, there's no Remission of sins. Read the 10th chapter of Hebrews. Over here, it's all remission of sin. Charismatic changes say for forgiveness of sin. That's a lie. <coughs> From reformers. <coughs> Back to this here. If I were you, I'd copy it down. Right on the tablets of your heart. Number, number three is baptism in water by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. No sprinkling. No hosing down, no ducking. Uh -huh. 
Amen. Number four, baptism in the Holy Ghost enters by speaking in other tongues as a spirit give utterance. They say, oh, there's no formula in the Bible. Sure, there's a pattern. There's a drama in the Bible. Now, sometimes people get the Holy Ghost before and baptized after, and sometimes they baptize in water first, but one thing is sure, they must have both. Otherwise, they're incomplete. Is that right? No, I know I'm late, but stay with me for a minute, please. Grant me the, the, the folly to do this. Then after you get the Holy Ghost, here's where it comes in. I can baptize you by mistake too soon. But back to the Holy Ghost will never happen too soon. Never. Because the Holy Ghost is given by God to them that obeys him. And it's possible I baptize people who had not been fully repented. It's possible. But it's never possible that God give the Holy Ghost undeservingly. The Holy Ghost means your seal. The seal mean God put a mark on you. Read sometime Ezekiel chapter 9. Read for yourself. The seal is a seal of ownership. God know them that are his by that seal. I, I got counseling business and I have a seal. When I come to a mediated contract, I put a seal on it. Without that seal, they can't use my name. Your seal, Ephesians 1 13. So you seal with all of us a promise after you believe. And to know what believe means, go look in the Bible how they believe. Number six, that completes the new birth experience of Acts 2 38 and John 3 1 to 5. Now, when you do all those six things, you're a brand new baby in Christ. Sister Nina, come here, please. I can't do everything in church. I can't teach everybody in church. Individually, it's impossible. I got other dudes outside of this church to work for. But we pick people. Come here. Come here. Sister Shane, come here. Hallelujah. Brother Martin, come here. God raises up people in the church, and we, we commission them to teach discipleship program. Aquila and Priscilla weren't apostles. They weren't prophets. They weren't teachers. But they brought on who? Apollos. And they taught him more perfectly. I've noticed anybody who got baptized in this church, and we don't get a chance to mature them, they do not last. They all fail because the devil visit them and so seed Jesus talked about chapter 13 in Matthew discord the thing that saved me from being lost was I was discipled and when the lying devil come I show up the scripture oh pastor Neil so and so say very not of God they're just talking. What do they know? Look at their fruit. Look at their life. Is that what you want? Is that what you want to become like? Dress like that? Smell like that? Talk like that? Spit like that? So 
So these guys, just an example, are used. Brother, Darren, come here. They don't have to be preachers. Every one of us in this building are influencers. And Satan will not leave me or them alone. He's going to visit us and visit you. And when you don't know the truth, he lies. And the only thing going to save you and me is the word. The word. Don't tell me how popular people are. I don't care how popular they are. The Beatles popular. Does that make them right? Hello? Michael Jackson was popular. Does that make him right? No! Thank you, folks. Let's all stand. Look, we are saved if we continue. I had my chance to fail God, but I learned to stay close to the shepherd. Jeremiah 3.15. Most folks don't like the scripture, but I'm going to go there anyway. Jeremiah 3.15. I'm going to magnify my office. Look at it real good. Jeremiah 3.15. And don't forget, on your way home, look at the hockey arena. They're still playing hockey in the cold. You're in a nice, beautiful building. You're blessed. But I don't know what's going to happen tonight and tomorrow in your life. And you deserve the right to know. But Pastor Neil, my Bible don't read like your Bible. If you ask me why, I'll tell you. And I hope you can accept what I'm going to tell you. What you have is a counterfeit. God didn't look to translate it to make you understand better. He gave you apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, that to be no longer children tossed to and fro. Ephesians 4 tells me that. Hallelujah. God, no, I don't speak Greek or Hebrew. So why would he come to me with Greek and Hebrew? Come on now. If you're saved, if you continue, Paul, Peter says, we're saved by grace. In other words, doesn't mean Jesus did it all. You mean God is merciful to my unrighteousness. If I say to you, I don't make a mistake, I'll be lying to you. But the grace of God that brought salvation has taught me to give up ungodliness. And so I have no other gospel to look to. And if I don't listen to God, I'll die in my sins. So my question is, have you received the Holy Ghost? Since you believe. How long does it take the Holy Ghost? That's not the question. How hungry are you? And who is the Holy Ghost? Third person of the Trinity. That's a lie from the pit of hell. The Holy Ghost is Christ in you. It's the spirit of one that died and came back to life. And said, I want to live in your heart. And be your daddy, Jesus Christ. Would you bow your heads right now? I thank you for your patience and your tolerance that you put up with me. I'm not very well polished, but I'm telling the truth. Whose report do you believe? When they heard this, notice what they did. Read Acts 19 again when you go home. When they heard this, they said, we haven't got it. Give it to us. And Paul baptized them right in Jesus' name. 
Maybe you're baptized correctly, but you haven't received the Holy Ghost. And you haven't yet spoken in tongues. I can't teach how to speak in tongues. That would be illegal. But as you worship God and confess from your sins and your faults, and say, Lord, I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I need to hear myself talking in tongues. It's a, one of the signs, the initial sign. Not the only sign, but the initial sign. Because there's a fruit of the Spirit also that comes with it and all the stuff. But I need you. Anybody here? Brother, I've got mine. Sister, I've got mine. I have got the Holy Ghost. Surely keep me fine. Satan throw his net at me. It did not reach in time. For I've got my brother. I've got my brother. I've got my sister. I've got my. Oh, I have got the Holy Ghost. Surely keep me fine. Satan throw his net at me. It did not reach in time. For I got my brother. Okay, nobody's watching you right now. I know it's late. You bow your heads. I'm going to ask a question. Nobody's looking at you. No one's looking at you right now. Everybody is closed. Have you received the Holy Ghost? Since you believe. If you have not yet received the Holy Ghost, would you raise those hands and say, Lord, I need the back of the Holy Ghost. There's one hand. God sees that. Amen. Two, three, three. Anybody else? Four. Five. What would happen if we all come to this altar right now? All of us together come right here. And in simple faith, let's raise those hands. And said, God, I need, I need the evidence. I feel your touch. I feel the touch of angels' wings. And glory's around, but I need the Holy Ghost. It don't take long just to raise those hands. I don't need to come and jerk you, shake you. Just talk.